Hello, welcome back to Travel Unknown. Sorry for the... The fuck was that? (laughs) Wow. Travel Unknown. going welcome back to travel unknown episode two sorry for the delay um but thank you guys for the good feedback on our first episode um we're excited to continue on with this with this series we had actually had one planned that we did record with a guest um and the audio was a little bit messed up so we held out on that but we're looking to bring on guests very soon um because we think that would be good to get other people's travel experiences as well yeah we uh we just need to figure that out and we'll we'll get it going soon yeah but today we are going to talk about a couple different things but basically travel how it's changed over the years and how it has become what it is now and then also how people in our generation specifically the millennial generation values travel and experiences over material objects yeah i think that's like huge i think because there's so many studies i feel like there's more studies done on millennials than any other generation i mean probably because we have the tools and resources to do that but i don't know i've just never seen that much information on a group of people before but one of the biggest ones was spending money on traveling rather than buying things which like I don't know I feel like I'm that way yeah I think so too I think I definitely am someone who buy I fall into consumerism I buy a lot of material things like I'll find something that I really want and I'll go buy it but the big the big difference that I see is between my parents who my mom is going to be 60 next month and my dad is 64 so I have very old parents Um, but they definitely fall into the never travel just buy material things and kind of hoard the material things. So I hope mom and dad, you aren't listening to this and get offended. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My, I had the complete opposite experience, but my parents were, my parents are fifties. Um, my, uh, my mom made it like known that we should, my parents just wanted me and my brother to like go and see a lot of things, but it's a lot different though. Like I only have one brother, whereas you have like a bigger family. Yeah. Like you have two brothers and a sister. Yeah. I have two brothers and a sister. And I guess that kind of fell into it too. It was expensive to travel with everyone. Um, but yeah, and I guess work can tie you down as well. But I think that's one thing with millennials now, you know, people are taking, are finding jobs that, are flexible with being able to travel and people really do value their time off. Um, not saying that people back then didn't value their time off, but I guess it was spent doing different things. Yeah. I think, yeah. Cause not to like go too far ahead before we move on from this, but like just the difference between traveling then and now is like the price point obviously and how easily accessible it is now compared to, I don't know, like even 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. I remember when I was a senior in high school. No, actually, this was freshman year in college. 
it was the second year in a row that I had gone somewhere for spring break. Um, and I had also gone over winter break skiing and my parents were like, you're traveling so much, like you're spending a lot of money on travel. And I was like, well, that's, that's the difference. Like you guys didn't want to, that's fine. But that's something that I think a lot of people in our generation are making a priority. And I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I, I had my parents, I was like very, very fortunate. And my parents had taken me to like a lot of places when I was younger. Like even when I was like one, two, three years old and I like couldn't even remember it. Um, but that I think from that like very young age, it kind of like opened my eyes to a lot of things. So like when I was started working in high school and like got to college and like I was very fortunate enough to like be able to work while I was in school to be able to like save money to like take trips. So like I took a couple big trips, um, like one that was the last podcast that we talked about. And then there's like a couple other occasions, like a trip even farther out West all the way to, um, like highway one on the West coast um a couple of different spots and like I just wouldn't spend money on other things like obviously like groceries like things that you need like food um and like I'd still like go out to dinner with friends and like go out to eat like I don't know like you're never gonna have this college experience again so it's not that I like don't I just don't buy like material things I guess I save money to be able to like take those road trips and like do those sort of things. Yeah, exactly. I think people are saving their money now, like for trips, they'll plan ahead be like, okay, I've got this time off. Like, where can I go? Um, and another thing is there's so many people that I know here at school who are like traveling abroad. Um, I didn't know that it was like such a huge thing, but I know a few people who've gone and they absolutely love it. And I think, that's cool that people now like want to take a whole semester out of their college to go and experience a different culture. Personally, I don't think I would travel abroad. I'd rather just, I mean, study abroad. Um, I would rather just like make my own travel plans and go and not have to actually go to school there. Um, but that's another thing. I feel like I'm sure there's data about, you know, people going to other countries and studying. Um, but personally, I, I don't think I would take a semester out of my college um, to go study. I would rather just like make my own travel plans out there. Yeah, I mean, this is off topic, but and I don't know if we're saving this for a later podcast. But if you had to pick one place to go to right now, where would it be? Oh man, that's too that's rough. What well, the what I want to do right now is start planning for Europe, and like go to a lot of places there. But man. I'd I'd have to think about the one single place. What about you? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I would have no. There's so many that I exactly. have like written down on a list. I don't know if I could like nail it down to one. But yeah, Europe's like that whole country. I've never. That's like one place that I've never been to. So I guess like that would be at the very top too. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to hit Europe. And I think once you go to Europe, it's very accessible. Um, like Dustin had been telling us a guy that we know who travels a lot to Europe, um, was talking about how cheap it is and accessible it is to travel within Europe once you're there. So I think that once you get to Europe, you can hit a lot of different places, a lot of places that, 
are different um like spain and then like sweden and stuff like that and flights are just super cheap once you get there um but i think other than europe there's just so many different like i would love to go to like africa um i would love to go to like asian countries my fiance has been to thailand and i didn't really know like what thailand was like but she went to some awesome like beach resorts and places there that looked really cool um but yeah i think that's really cool because like you don't really hear about that like you don't really hear about thailand being like a major destination exactly yeah Um, and also dustin is the guy that we tried to do our guest podcast with and it didn't work out so sorry dustin if you're listening to this but it was a really cool story and hopefully we'll be able to figure out how to do some stuff he was he's going to be going to grad school in europe so hopefully we can figure out how to do like a over the phone thing and have him redo it and share his story because it's pretty insane yeah definitely but i guess to get more on topic um just kind of with how travel has changed so far um i guess from my parents like our parents generations um about the accessibility of it stuff like that we found an article from the lonely planet.com and it talks about um how travel has changed over the years and it says like deciding where to go back then the main way you would figure out a place to go was a travel agent you would go to a travel agent they would have brochures at the place you would um, look through the brochure, find a place, and then they would set it, set everything up. But now there's just so, so many resources of finding places to go with the amount of travel blogs that exist, um, the travel channel and travel shows on TV, social media with social media influencers with lots of followers who literally just get paid to go to a resort, to a resort and post pictures or make a video. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and I think another really cool big difference is back then, like, I just remember my grandpa and, like, grandma and, like, older family members talking about how when they did fly, like, it was very rare, like, maybe once or twice um, in that, like, time period, but when they did, like, they were wearing, like, dresses and suits and, like, I don't know, like, when I fly, I wear, like, sweatpants or jeans and a t-shirt, like, nothing special at all, but, like, it was such like a, I don't know, it was like more taken as like a privilege rather than just like an option. Yeah, definitely. And then, so that kind of goes into how you got there. Um, Like you had said, flights back then were less frequent. And so it was more like a luxury to be able to fly somewhere. Um, You didn't have all the frequent flyer miles and stuff like that. Um, And it was slower to get there too. Nowadays, there's so many flights every single day, so many airports And to go with that, you have all of the websites that you can search for the best airline prices, certain apps. Like there's an app I have right now that I'm waiting to use uh, called Hitlist. And if you're flexible with the dates that you are going somewhere, you can get like round trip tickets for like $77. And I think with the influx of airlines and flights now, it drives down the prices Um, and so, yeah, obviously flying now is just so much more accessible. And I think that kind of pushed, you know, our generation to traveling more. Another, another thing is, uh, the like first studies that have been done on millennials to kind of like backtrack onto that. There's, 
on entrepreneur.com, they're saying that there was a study conducted by the Harris Group, and they found that 70 to 72% of millennials that participated in this uh, group prefer to spend more money on experiences rather than material things. I thought that was higher than I thought. I mean, I figured a lot of people did do, like, I like a lot of people figured, but I thought it'd be, like, 50%. Yeah, I mean... I guess with the people I know, I could probably guess that if you take 10 people in a room, seven of them would probably be like, yeah, I, I value experiences over things. But I think people still buy so much stuff. Like <coughs> the like our country is like consumerism is that's a whole different topic, but everyone just loves to collect stuff. And I think it's, it's kind of funny coming from me, like going into advertising, which is basically like persuading people to buy stuff is a little bit hypocritical but yeah that's another another topic we won't we won't go into (laughs) yeah uh it yeah i guess it i mean it all comes down to like your lifestyle people that like would rather spend their time on a move or rather on things that are at their home i guess yeah and then from there it goes into choosing and booking a hotel uh, again, back then, that's something that your travel agent would probably take care of um, in a brochure or and you would actually have to like call the hotel to place a reservation. And now most of the websites that also do flights will do hotels, too. Um, and then also with Airbnb and I don't know, what's another website like Airbnb? Uh, VRBO. Yeah, like, like VRBO. You can there's just so many. It's just so accessible now to go anywhere you can just look at airbnb or which the majority of the time i feel like are cheaper than hotels um but yeah that's so different from back then and that goes into what it cost you i think basically what this article is saying is that it's cheaper it's the same price to travel as it was back then but incomes are higher so it's more affordable if that makes sense yeah 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 like that makes sense because I mean, the price of, like, what it costed to fly and everything, like, was, like, the the cost that goes into, like, preparing a flight would still be the same. Yeah. But, yeah, like, people are making more money now, so. Mm-hmm. And then once you're there, staying in, in touch, postcards are definitely, do those even exist anymore? Yeah. They yeah, do. they do. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. When's the last time you sent a postcard? Yeah, I don't think I've ever exactly. Ever like you might buy one like for a keepsake, but back then, like that's how you got in touch with people. Especially if you went abroad, like you wouldn't really be able to contact people back home, um, and writing letters and stuff like that. But now there's just like literally anything. Like you can text and contact anybody like through your cell service. You can Skype, tweet, yeah, having a camera. People. I feel like that's a big, like, because back then, like, not, like, it was, like, you had to have a lot of money to have a camera, so, like, I don't know, like, a postcard was just, like, a cheap picture you could buy of, like, where you were without actually, like, having a camera, taking a picture, yeah, having it printed out. That's true, and now it's, like, you go somewhere and spend a day, and you have a full album on your Facebook already for people to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one cool thing about, like, having, like, Facebook albums, and, like, Instagram, having, like, multiple... Like having the, is it called a carousel? Yeah. Isn't it? Okay. Like where you have multiple pictures in one post. Um, is that like once other people see it, like they can see 
where you've been and then they can if they haven't been there they can like kind of like live vicariously through that or like they can plan to like do that themselves and go visit it um so like in a way it's like getting local information without actually being there yeah true which is i don't know that's pretty cool i think the goal is to you know gain four million followers on your instagram from posting your stuff and then just get paid to travel but (laughs) yeah that'd be that's the easy that's the nice route (laughs) i shouldn't say easy because i'm sure it's you know difficult to get there but yeah you know once you're there it's smooth sailing um other than yeah like other than using like social media to get like local information is i don't know i'm still a big fan of like the old-fashioned way just like talking to people that are from the area yeah i think that's a good idea i feel like people at wherever you're at have the best knowledge of you know places to eat things to see things that aren't necessarily like posted on a website things that the locals know like secret places to go and stuff like that yeah because the and like don't get me wrong like using the instagram like location tags and things like that to like find cool things that I guess not a ton of people know about or like have the chance to go to, but like it's still out there. So like those places are still getting um, like more traffic than they typically would. Uh, Like on this, I think I talked about it in the last podcast, like when me and Morgan were in Utah, we planned on going to a hot spring and unfortunately we couldn't go, but like we found it through Instagram, like a location tag and we planned on going there and a lot of like there are a couple like forums about the same exact place we were going to once we looked it up and people had talked about how oh like local high schoolers just like party there now and like it's trash like people left like glow sticks at the bottom and all this stuff so I guess that's kind of like a downside of like having that luxury um I think like people are just abusing it in a way yeah um, did you end up going to that hot spring though no no we yeah because it started like raining and hailing and snowing and Uh, yeah the weather is just like the most unpredictable it's ever been in utah i guess on a different trip though um the one i went to that was like out west in california and big sur yosemite sequoia um a couple different places we whenever we'd go hiking like we went and talked to the ranger um in whatever park we were in and then we went to like even just people that work at like starbucks like wherever you're going like if because obviously like they're from there if they're working there so like while you're waiting for your coffee just like asking those people um like what's cool to do like what's cool to see like because i feel like they they can like get that emotion across that like the internet can't when you're talking to people like they can like give you more like oh yeah like it's worth it like no like it's way too amped up like that sort of stuff I think that's pretty cool yeah I it's funny because I had a similar trip um two summers ago now maybe it was three it was the summer after my freshman year and I went out with my fiance's family and um I flew into San Francisco we were in San Francisco then went to Lake Tahoe then went to Yosemite and then went to Big Trees State Forest and then went to Highway 1 and drove down there. But I think every place we stayed was like an Airbnb or VRBO, and it was like a whole house or apartment that we had rented out. And it's cool because those people who rent it out will like write something out for you, and a lot of times they'll write out like cool recommendations that they have. 
And so I think getting information from locals is definitely the way to go. But then again, I guess a lot of that information gets out on, you know, forums and blogs and websites and stuff like that. Yeah, which like, yeah, like again, like that's super cool. And like, so like, we're so fortunate to like be able to do that. I guess it's just like everyone needs to be like more conscious about it so that it doesn't become an issue. Even to relate that locally with like rooftop quarry here, everybody who comes to IU like finds out about the quarries and wants to go there. Even though it's private property, everyone, I feel like every student finds a way to go there at least once. Unless you haven't. Have you not been there? No, I haven't been Yeah, there. I haven't been there either. <laughs> but we still have time. We still have another year. I've been to one quarry in Bloomington, but it, it it's private property. And I know the people who own it hate when people go out there, but I see people all the time posting pictures out there. Yeah. Again, uh, people are using the location tag. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even know how to get there right now. Me either, if it weren't for that. But we could find it online. Yep. But I was as we're doing this, I was thinking back to that study that you said. I think it was 70 or 71%. Yeah, 72%. Of, 72%. Mm-hmm. So those 28% of people who said they value material things over experiences – how is that possible? I just don't, I feel like cultures are so different and I've only traveled out of the U S once and that was to the Bahamas. So I don't even really count it, but just traveling domestically and going from Indiana to California and seeing how different that is, it just like, it it intrigues me and makes me want to travel more. And I don't understand. Would you rather just be sitting at your house buying material things and just stay there the rest of your life? Well, like even you said earlier, like you get sucked into like, the consumerism of things where like once you like see something you're like oh like i have to have it and then i buy it and then after that i'm like uh well it was good while it lasted and then it's just just like temporary pleasures but i feel like going on a trip like i would never not i would never take back that the trips that i've gone on yeah can you can you please silence your phone yeah sorry about that just really yeah, that was my bad. Yeah, I got really, I don't even I lost what we were talking about. Anyways, I wasn't gonna point out that you have your mic on top of my unopened ninja blender box right now. So we just wanna <laughs> let you listeners know that we're grinding out here. The grind is real and we're on the come up. <laughs> current current setup is inside of our uh one level <laughs> rental home. <laughs> for college we've got two expensive mics for audio quality and you have it on a blender box well yeah i spent all my money on the mic so i couldn't afford the fancy arm stand think of the places you could have traveled if you hadn't bought that mic to talk about it well as soon as you know get that hashtag ad (laughs) (laughs) anyway that rolls into our sponsor for today's video ninja blenders (laughs) I tell you, I haven't opened the box yet, but this thing will blend anything just based off the videos I've seen. No, I'm just kidding. Holds a mic better than anything I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> it, it multi Multifunctional. Tis true. Anyways, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else to share. Any last words for those 28% of people? Just try it if you can. Yeah. I, I think... If you find a place that you want to go and you go, I don't think you would regret it. No. 
not like yeah especially like if you if you look at something and you're like wow like that's something like I could really enjoy like being at or seeing like there's so much more that comes with it than just being in that one spot like that you know like the corny line it's more about the journey rather than the destination oh my god but it it, like is it not like yeah like you're not I mean if you go alone like okay like yeah that's I mean that's still fun like you're still gonna learn like about yourself and like how to do different things and like all those different experiences but like going with other people and doing it like I don't know that's just so much fun yeah all right, well, congrats to Colin Evil, who's getting married in a week and a half. Yeah, I would imagine that we're probably not going to have our next podcast out before then, but trying to enjoy the this last week and a half before I'm uh, tied down for the rest of my life. Yeah, so if it's if there's a reason why we haven't put another podcast out for like another three weeks, it's because he's it's his fault. Potentially the next podcast could be remote, where we're talking over Skype, because Nate will be in India and I'll be in New York City, so... Which, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff going on. So hopefully, yeah, we'll we'll have it all figured out. Yeah. Make it work. Um, I'll plug our social media right now. I don't think we got any followers besides me on <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> but uh, if you guys do want to follow us and get updates on when the next podcast is coming out, our Twitter is at TravelUnknownPC. And we made an email, but I don't even remember what that is. It's in the link in the podcast, I don't think. Okay. So if they have, you know, ideas. Yeah, if you guys have ideas of what you want to hear, throw them out there. And uh, we'll add it to all the other things that are in the suggestion box and hopefully find yours interesting. If anyone has any ideas, thoughts, or vicious personal attacks about this or us, just send it in the email. Yeah. No need to post it on Twitter. I don't need to hear that. (laughs) But you can roast Nate. Yeah. All right. All right, well... We'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks. Bye.